You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Listen, what a, what a weekend. And, uh, you know, I just kind of want to, Warrior Weekend is still going right now. It finishes after this service, and then you go part of your face off. Just go celebrate everything God has done and is doing, but it's still going right now. And, uh, you know, we started off with just under 2,500 men. We probably lost maybe three, 400 guys by the end of it. And uh, I'm good with that because you know what? It builds this expectation. We're not going to lower the bar. We're not going to, it was hotter than we ever expected. It, it was we, we had doctors and naturopaths and everybody we could bring over 100 bags, IBM people everywhere. I mean, it was, I mean, this is the stuff. You know, I looked at people, JD, I got to give you props, man. He busted, he broke his nose twice, straightened his nose out, went back in the games and said, I couldn't, I couldn't stop. And I'm just thinking to myself, he didn't he even told us beforehand, yeah, I, I do hotels and really nice wine. I don't do dirt. I was like, oh, man, you're really pretty. And then I saw this pretty guy look like a warrior. I mean, there was blood everywhere. His burden board was so bloody, you couldn't even read some of the stuff on it. I was like, oh, my. I mean, but it was amazing to watch. Covered in the blood means a whole new thing now. You know, but just to see a lot of men that I knew going in one way. Seeing them Saturday afternoon. And I, I can't tell you, I mean, I'm still dehydrated. Like, I'd cry right now, but I don't think I have any tears left. I mean, I've been, I can't even help. I, it was amazing because I was just getting emotional over everything to see these men, what they're writing, what they're going through. And so, ladies, I'm just going to take us on a journey today because it's so important because two become one. And for those of you that are married or dating someone that went, this message is key because what we do next matters. See, my brother, well, let me give you this and then I'll talk about it. The title of my message is Redemption. Redemption. We, we've been redeemed. And sometimes we actually don't know what that fully means, but it means the act, process, or an instance of atoning or redeeming for a fault, a mistake, of the state of being redeemed, to liberate or rescue from captivity or bondage or for any obligation or liability to suffer, you've been redeemed. See, Jesus came to redeem us. So a lot of uh, these men that went some, they've been redeemed and set up. And what happens is we can come back to life and everybody else is looking at us how we left. So how do we create this space for you to see your man or a friend or your husband different than the way he left? It's so important that you understand. See, Jesus couldn't even do a mighty work in his own town because people had a thought about him. And, and here he is, the creator of the universe. Sure, he, he could have overcame anything, but he just watched. He goes, wow, where there's no honor, there's no respect, there was no power. And what happens, there was no revelation there. And I don't want any family to be stripped of what God did this weekend. And so I want to talk about it because, women, you are powerful. 
And what happens next in your family? You were holding some keys that are going to unlock these men or lock them up. And I want to tell you, that's just that you're our helpmate. And so I want to break it down for us, like how we can take this next chapter, because as a family, we need to do some pretty radical things. When I saw these men, I mean, I, I, I can tell you God stories all day long. I, I am nervous for the first time in my entire life for Tuesday morning prayer. I'm nervous for it. Like, I don't know how we're going to contain the lions that are going to roll up in there on Tuesday. I'm, I'm like calling in advice like I've never taken. I'm telling Keith Graff, it's like, I'm driving over here with Alex, and he's like, we, oh, oh, take a note. On, I'm like, take a note on that. Take a note. Oh, my gosh. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be unbelievable. But here's, here's what I want you to know. Jesus is the redeemer. He modeled how we can walk in that. And so what's so important, I want to read a couple verses in Ephesians 1, 7. It says, in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness over our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. In 1 Corinthians 1, 30, I want to read this. And it says right here, but by his doing, you are in Christ Jesus, who became, who became to us wisdom from God. So in his redemption, we get wisdom and righteousness, the right way of doing things, and sanctification and redemption. We've all been redeemed. And so we have to change the filter of how we see the warriors of this house from today forward. We have to see what Jesus sees because only, only God knows what went on this weekend. And I'm going to give a little recap here, but I want you to know it. And in Psalm 107, verse 2, it says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, who he has redeemed from the hand of the adversary. You got to understand that a lot of men got redeemed this weekend. Now we got to come back and work it out. This is where the rubber meets the road. This is where we go all in and we see an everlasting change starting today. So what I want to share with you is this weekend, it was called Warrior. And we had some incredible speakers, but it started on Thursday night. And Pastor Jurgen preached a word called Punish the Thief. It messed me up so bad on the inside that I actually just started looking at all the areas where the enemy has come in to kill, steal, and destroy in my life. But I've just said, oh, attaboy. Kind of like just chalked it up as, yep, that happened. That happened. Sorry for my friend over there. Sorry for that collateral damage. Just stuff that happened. But Pastor Jurgen preached from a place, no, no, no. As a warrior, you step up and you punish the thief. You don't tolerate that. You learn who you are in the image and likeness of Christ, and you punish that thief. You punish that thief for coming after your family, your finances, your health, and gave us the armor and the weapons of what it looks like to, to pursue and take back what's rightfully yours. It was radical. So much so, I actually had to change what I was going to preach the next morning because mine was so like 1980s after that. I was like, God, why would you do that? And he goes, why don't you just listen? Oh, I am. Let's go. But then the next morning, Pastor Leanne came and preached on what a woman wants. Ladies, she brought straight fire. Every man, eye saucers. They were, we, we were messed up. 
She didn't hold back. She lived true to her name called the Velvet Hammer. <laughs> it was unbelievable. But then Pastor Josh Kraft came up, and he's the son of who uh, Pastor Keith Kraft is. And what he was so powerful speaking about what it's like to be raised by a warrior, by a mighty man of God, and say publicly, my dad's my best friend, and my dad's my hero. Oh, mess people up, because a lot of us weren't raised that way. And to see a healthy relationship where God in the middle, and you're just, he didn't have daddy issues. There wasn't a father fracture there. So he spoke from a place of authority and just showing pictures of his upbringing, what his dad would do. Because his dad didn't give a rip about anything. Even though he was a pastor, his church was second. God was first. His church was second. But his family was in between those pillars. And he just said, everything I did, I didn't care. I didn't do what I wanted to do. I wanted to look at my, my two daughters and my son and find out what they wanted to do. And he would just do ridiculous things. He would dress up like Batman because his son really thought he was Batman. And he'd talk to him and say, your son's coming home, or your, your dad's coming home, Josh. I hope you're ready. In a Batman voice. And Josh would be like, I'm ready, Batman. And then he'd drive off in a Batmobile and come back and his dad would roll up. I mean, just, I mean, I, trust me, I was just questioning, where did I learn my father's skills? So, I mean, it was just this challenge. And then it was, think, be, do of a warrior. I don't know if we have that slide, but I really, if we do have it, I'd love to show it. It was think like a warrior should be in there. If you guys get it, just give me the thumbs up. Paul said he was gonna drop it in the slide. I didn't have it first service, but if we have it, I just want you to see some of the revelations that as men that we had. And then we heard a sermon called, I believe, I believe in you. We need to believe in each other. We need to believe in our spouses. We need to start being each other's champion, that we believe in one another. The really, and then we burned our burdens. And to see men walking around with some burdens that would make a lot of you ladies have no idea the burdens that men carry, <sighs> mess me up. To see them drop him in the fire. And I had one man that I barely know. I know his wife. She's a client of mine. And, and she was just hoping her husband would make even come. But he did come. He's been struggling with all this stuff. No one knew. His wife didn't know. I didn't know. But to hear him walk up to me on that Friday night and about to throw a burden in. He had a burden he'd never shared with anyone his entire life. He'd been abused sexually and he's suffering with all these different things right now, carrying stuff. His wife doesn't know what's wrong. He's never shared with anyone. Couldn't even tell his family because he thought they had such a tight mom, dad, family, uncles, everybody. He knew it would devastate his parents if they knew this and it would probably ruin the whole family. So he's carried the weight of this his entire adult life and he says, I just don't know what to do. The devil, the thief has stole 30 years of my life. Fell into my arms. We broke that sucker off. We burned that burden, which wasn't on there yet. Got another one and put it on that one, and we burned that one. And when I saw him Saturday morning, I did not recognize him. I saw a dude with joy like I've never seen before. So I want to tell you, ladies, men might not be the best at expressing themselves. We try to be tough because we think that's what men ought to be. 
We don't want you to worry about us, so we just bury stuff. But then what it does, it starts affecting our health. It erodes your soul. You lose your emotion. I saw men get their emotion back, get their power back, walk in an anointing like I've never seen before because they got freedom of burdens that they were never meant to carry because they've been listening to the world that's trying to put an identity on what a man should look like. And if we ever take advice from the world that has nothing to do with lining up with scripture, we got to run from it. It was one of the most powerful moments of my life, just holding this man, good looking dude. Just seemed like you could think from the outside, he's got it all together. But he was dying on the inside and wanted to kill himself for the last two years. Never told anybody. But he was living in misery. And now he's free. That's the power of when you get men together to fight for one another. So really the three themes that came out of this weekend were identity as a warrior, how to protect and provide, how to take territory. And I'm talking financially. Keith Kraft was funny. And he walks in that mantle and he goes, listen, money's important. And he says, don't get all religious on it. Let's talk more about the Bible than anything else. Money's important. I mean, it's not the most important. That's oxygen. But it's the second. Is that's how you advance the kingdom and mess people up. But he's like, let's get after it. And he, he walks in that authority and it was great. So your men are gonna take territory like they never have. Number three is how to be a father and how to be a husband. The rite of passage probably changed every man's there that could handle it. I saw more grown men weeping. We all needed IV bags after that. I'm gonna tell you, I, I tell hundreds of stories, but to see an 81-year-old grandpa run with his, with his grandson because his dad wasn't there was messing me up to see an old man get down and crawl on his stomach through this stuff was so radical. I was like, how do I start my six-year-old training now? You know, it's, it's to see these young kids fighting and, and one kid gave up and you're going to hear these God stories, but I'm going to tell you, there's this other kid that gave up and collapsed that collapsed in the dirt and quit. Said I wasn't going to cry today. I'm sick of it. Ah, someone passed me a straw so I could suck it up. Oh, good. I'm dehydrated. No tears are coming. Okay. Good. And, and the dad free, jumped over this thing and ran down, jumped on his stomach there in the dirt under Bob wire. And he's just yelling at his son as someone's lifeless. And someone from the crowd says, what's his name? They yelled David. You see 300 men yelling David. And you see this kid come back to life. That's the power of a dad speaking life. Oh, oh, I'm going to tell you. All right. Radical, radical. All right, I got to preach. I know I'm telling God stories, but dude, I'm just telling you, even, you know, Graham and Sarah, their, their boy was on this largest wall, fell over with two other guys that landed on him, broke, snapped his arm. I mean, just calling for his dad. His dad was already through the course waiting for him. Dude, we had all like team victory looking for this guy. Looking for Graham, you know, he's probably ran the course four times already. <laughs> he's just waiting back at the pool, and I finally find him. I'm like, Graham, come with me. He goes, no, man, I'm waiting for my son. He's coming down. I'm like, no, he's not. Yes, he is. <laughs> like, do you want to really argue with Graham? I'm finally just like, Graham, like, he broke his arm. And then like a machine 
where? <laughs> and like, we're, we're both running. I'm kind of the guy running with the cold brew, so I'm trying not to spill it. And Graham is full, you know, just ripped with tats. And every, you just see his armor, but it's not armor, it's really him. And I'm, I'm the fatter guy behind him going, wait. And then there's a barbed wire fence, like this huge fence, and he just jumps it. Looks like Leonidas. This is Sparta. And I get to it and I'm like, oh, 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 help me. Help your pastor. Don't spill my cold brew. By the finally I get over there. It's all like a dad's embrace. The team is praying for the kid. Like a dad and his son, just like, it was so radical. Then we got him back to the house. He got all splinted up. The fire department dudes did their thing. He splinted up, broken arm. He's just holding it together. And it was beautiful. And dad was speaking life. And then we called mom and FaceTime. And she gave the most epic locker room speech you've ever heard to a son who's sitting there with a broken arm. I'm like, what is going on? This is epic. I'm just emotional. I'm watching this thing. And then I'm in, I'm talking to Pastor Keith Craft. We leave. We go back into worship. We're getting everything lined up to take him to the, you know, to get casted. And then all of a sudden on all the radios, Dean's running the course. He wants to finish. I'm like, of course. Of course he is. And I'm going to tell you, his entire team ran the course with that little boy that became a man. He even fell down, and oh, everybody's like, oh. No, he didn't want help. He ran the course, climbed the barbed wire, did the thing with the broken arm, landed on it, finished that thing, came to the pool, swam the pool, and when he got out, dad put him on his shoulders with a broken arm, the entire team losing their mind. Me, Keith Graff, Pastor Jurgen, we're all like, what is going on? This is radical. Like, Pastor Jurgen's just losing it. I'm losing it. I'm like, I can't cry anymore. I need an IV. I mean, it was just like, boys to men, every tribe has had them in warrior cultures, but we've lost it. And if you read the book, uh, you know, Hard Times, you know, create strong men. It goes through what the cycle of life is doing. Let me tell you, here at this church, we're rebuilding that cycle of life of strong men. <laughs> strong men create good times. And in the book, it says, in good times, create weak, weak men, and weak men create hard times. That's what we're in right now in our nation, a hard times because we've raised up weak men. We haven't been to war in a while, and so we just got every culture. History repeats itself. But there's a God that says that doesn't have to be so. How you raise your men, how you raise your boys to become men, that's what the rite of passage is about. So what's this all have to do? Listen, what do we do now? What do we do now? You got to understand that you ladies play a very, very important role on what we as warriors do now. And I want to give practical things. See, Michael was King Saul's daughter. And she loved David. She saw David as a boy come in and take down a giant slayer. And she goes, that's the type of warrior I want to marry. But Saul already despised David. He's like, oh, man, you're not going to marry my girl. All right, fine. You want to marry my girl? Because he did. He loved Michael. He said, go cut off a, I don't even know how to put this, but I need, I need 100 foreskins of the Philistines. Yep. That's Bible. They got snipped. 
a hundred of them. And he said, there's no way he's going to go into the enemy. Now, he didn't say of your friends. Maybe, maybe if he had some really tight homies, they'd have been, all right, <laughs> give me a shot of tequila, go for it. If you found the love of your life, I'm willing to give you some foreskin because you're in love. I mean, men do dumb things when they're in love. So maybe all the guys got to go, all right, you do it for me, I'll do it for you. Could you imagine that night at the bar? No, but that's not what happened. The Bible says that Saul said, no, 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 a hundred foreskins of your enemy if you really want my daughter in marriage. But he loved her. So he said, all right, could you imagine when he showed up with those hundred foreskins, what the conversation was like? If I got asked, I'd be like, I'm good, I'm good. I see another, maybe less attractive one, I'm fine. But that's not what David did. David was a warrior. He said, I'm gonna fight for the woman of my dreams. I'm gonna go get that. But how do you start one way and then it end? And I wanna tell you that that story goes on and you can read that one, 1 Samuel 18, 25, where it talked about the 104 skins. I think history is important. I'm glad we don't have to do that now. I checked with Pastor Jurgen. He says that's not even on his radar, so we'll never do that and emerge. I mean, each year the rite of passage gets the rite of passage gets so gnarly that I'm afraid for my boy who's six. We got to wait six more years. I'm like, what is it going to be in six years? Stab your arm, carve in warrior. Give me your foreskin. Oh my gosh, this church is taking it too far. You know, it's like, like it. I mean, it started off for a run. That was our first rite of passage. We've come a long way from a run. I mean, I am nervous. But in 2 Samuel 6.16, this is where things shifted. See, we got a message that warriors deal with their ish this weekend. Warriors deal with their ish. But if I come home and tell you that this is all that had to happen for them to step into what now it's warrior camp. Warrior camp happened this week, and see, my brother, he was fit. He went in, he became a naval officer in Intel, total nerd. But because he had asthma his whole life, I think, this is my theory, he took steroids. I said, that's why you're yoked, bro. He does 50 push-ups, I do 50. He suddenly is yoked and ripped. I'm still on the heavier, chunky, rounder side than my brother. But what happens is, same DNA, what the heck's going on? It, my brother had asthma his whole life. Now he's in the Navy. They knew he had asthma. They ran him through all this tests. He crushed them all. They're like, this is a physical specimen. But because he never did anything, he nerded out all the time, he, they said, we have to have you for intel. So he went into intel, but he's the first naval officer in our Navy that went through BUDS because he was so physically fit. And they were able to do things with him that they've never been able to repeat since. They thought, man, if we can put him, because he went to Dev Group, SEAL Team 6, he was on the front lines during all the wars. He did things that no one else did before him and have done after him because there hasn't been an intel officer that's been that physically fit that could make it through Bud since. They've tried to repeat it, they can't. But my brother went through that. Then he went through Sears 1, he went through Sears 2. See, he came out emboldened. He came out a warrior, but that's, that's not what made him the warrior. That's what started it. But his journey over the years and his discipline over the years is why he's still able to stand as a warrior. Three bronze stars, many medals, one of the most highly decorated guys in the Navy. And I want to tell you, he didn't just graduate buds. And then suddenly he's the man. The man was developed. See, your men went to a weekend where they went through warrior. And what happens is now he gets to put the training into practice to become the man 
that God has called him and designed him to be. You know, also, you know, when I go home, I know where some of my best friends are that I love. They're at the same bar, Crazy Horse Saloon, Nevada City, on every Friday night. But when I go back there, they cannot wrap their head around my life. They only know me as the punk from high school. They only know me from who they remember me to be. So they can't see me as a pastor. They can't see me successful business person. They can't see me in those things. And guess what? God's taken me on a 15-year journey. And I go back and I want to pray for them all the time, but they can't wrap their head around who I am today because they only remember me from high school. See, your man left on a Thursday, but if you don't give room to see him different, he is going to be in your mind the same man. And we got to create space for him to become the warrior that he just went through training camp on to step into his high calling. Will he have a setback? I'm sure he will. Will he slip up? I'm sure he will. But that slip up, he's been redeemed. It's redemption. He's been restored. He's not that same man. And we need women to be a cheerleader because my whole point is Michael didn't deal with her father-ish. And so she brought her stuff and looked at David as the same mistakes. And when he came passionately pursuing God, he was trying to lead his family. He was dancing in the streets before the Ark of the Covenant. He was dancing before the Lord. He was giving it all for the Lord. And she judged him. She was bitter. She was angry. She never dealt with her ish. And she was barren and never gave him a son. Story goes that David going on, it wasn't the plan A but had seven wives, slept with Bathsheba, but God kept redeeming him because he had a heart after him, kept restoring him. Solomon, David's son, got the keys to the kingdom because a man kept pursuing God. And I'm gonna tell you that we need you to believe in us. We need you to be our cheerleaders. We need you to walk with us through this new thing that we're putting on. We are, a lot of us have been through the training camp, but now where life begins, we wanna walk in that victory. We wanna walk as a warrior. We wanna declare new things and we need you to support us, to see us differently, to be our champion, to cheer us on, to tell us I got you, that you got this baby. See, because you learned some financial things doesn't mean your bank account's full now. But now we're gonna have wisdom to take some territory. We need you to trust us. These men are leaving some old things behind and stepping into new friendships, new relationships, new men in their life to hold them accountable. But you're the love of our lives and we need that healing to happen. And I just wanna give you a few things here to help us do that journey. Number one, get the media card, it's 10 bucks. And if you can't get it for whatever reason, you just come find me. I'll make sure I sow into righteousness. Take your wife on a journey. Let her hear what you heard. Let her feel what you felt. Make it a Bible study. Make it a coffee talk. Make it whatever. But let her hear what you heard so she can understand the revelations that you had. Let him talk about it, ladies. Let him walk out his new emotions. Let him walk out a new identity in Christ that says warrior. Let him understand and be able to start talking through this new thing that he is stepping into. They have been called. Some of you, this will be easy for, some it's gonna be hard, but it's what has to happen. There's gonna be a communication in the family that you probably haven't done before, but let it start with that. If you got your own father-ish, then the thing is, listen, think of a triangle. 
Put God at the top of it. Let him run as a warrior towards God and you run as that Proverbs 31 woman of God towards that same pinnacle. Both run towards God. And then down here is you both connected. And as you both climb up that triangle, you're going to see supernatural things happen in your life and your marriage and your relationship. For you single ladies, man, if you meet a guy, you just say, hey, this is my standard. Run towards God. I'm going to run towards God. Let's see if we hit. Don't lower the bar, ladies. I'm raising up mighty warriors in this house. And you don't worry. I'll get them single and ready to mingle. You just keep chasing after your ish with God at the top. I'm going to help them get there through their stuff. You're going to meet right where God wants you to meet. Don't lower that bar for anybody because then I got to go heal up another. I only got bandwidth for men right now. But listen, here's what I want to tell you. Real life. Three things. Warriors lead. So men are going to lead you. Maybe you haven't let your man lead you before, but he's going to start leading you. Warriors lead. Both of you are going to seek God. Let him lead. Listen to these messages together. Number two, warriors protect. That means you're both going to heal together. He's going to be a protector of the family. Number three is warriors provide. Cheer him on. We need you to believe in him. It might take counseling. It might take to get some trust back. It might take some pastoral care. It might take some praying. It might take, but you got to make room and believe in him that he is a warrior, that he's healing. They're going to, we're dealing with some stuff. We're carrying some weight, but we are protectors. We are providers and we are leaders. And we're going to step into that high calling. And I'm going to tell you, God's going to do supernatural things. And the faster that you can start to trust again, the process that we're trying to take men through is the faster that supernatural things are going to happen in your life. It's the faster that some of these promises that you've always believed in when you walk down the aisle together are going to happen. Some of you single ladies, it's the promises that there are some men that God is doing a right work in right now. When that thermoset gets sat on warrior, impurities get burned out. When you turn up some rocks and you turn it to the right heat, the silver comes out. That's how they get silver out of the rock. It's heat. Refiners, fires, what the Bible says. When you used to put some men up on the altar and you turn that thermostat up, you're going to see some precious metal coming out of them. And then guess what? If you can handle that heat, let's dial it up another notch. Let's get some gold out of it. Silver and gold, different heat. Platinum, different heat. As long as they can handle that fire. And the more they can handle it, like that little boy, David, that laid on his stomach and his dad ran by his side. We need some ladies by our side. We need some friends and we have some new friends. And if you miss this weekend, get on a team and get some new friends that can cheer you on. That don't have an agenda. They're just cheering you on. Hear your name being called. That way, when you take a fall or you mess up, that you got a bunch of men that can lift you back up, that can speak life into you, that can declare some things. I don't need any man that went this weekend to go back to speaking to himself like he did on Thursday or before. I need mighty warriors to speak to themselves differently, to look at themselves differently. They're not a product of what they were. 
They're stepping into a future of who they are. And you gotta believe radical things are gonna happen. It's gonna ruffle some feathers. New people are gonna come in and go, who are these guys? But guess what? The right men are gonna show up. The right families are gonna show up. If you're really gonna take a stand for a city, we have to raise warriors. If we're really gonna get the golden state golden again, I need warriors. If we're really gonna take back and redeem political power, we need warriors, righteous warriors that understand. Come on, so I just wanna pray for us. There's only one redeemer. His name is Jesus. If some of you men in this place or women have never given your life to Christ, that's where we start. You can't redeem yourself. You can't financially. You can't health-wise. I'm talking eternity. You can't redeem eternity. Jesus sent his only son, not to start another religion, but to really have a relationship with every one of us. It doesn't matter what you felt like in the past. It doesn't matter where you felt broken or not enough. God can restore it. I watched men. See, when Cherish comes, lady, you're gonna get your chance. But will you be ready when Cherish comes? Are you willing for people to speak into your life now? Can you soften your heart if you've been hurt? It's amazing we get fired up over righteous causes, but when we come to the house to let God help us become and live in righteousness, we get a little guarded. God's just trying to do a new thing. He's trying to heal up his kids. We did a great start with 2,400 men. We're probably gonna have 5,000. Pastor Jesse, pray for him. He's got to find the finances to build me a gladiator arena into the ground. So I have 5,000 men, not under a tent, but in a gladiator arena. Oh, yeah, well, I'm prophesying that vision. You go work out the money. Good, it is. That's why you're a man of faith. But 5,000 men in a gladiator arena, building righteous warriors for the kingdom. Next year, Lionheart. Don't wait to sign up. Build your team now. Get your tribe now. You know, listen, we're going to make it fancier every year. I love the fact we got dirty this year. Next year, we'll have AstroTurf. We won't get soft. But we need every warrior in the house to be there. It's more than a weekend. It's a lifestyle. And I want to tell you, you're part of something special. Get that media card. Let God start to work in your family. Hold the expectation. Don't lower the bar. Let God do a mighty work. If we could all stand to our feet, I want to pray for everybody right now. I'm going to ask my ministry team to come forward. If you need prayer today, maybe it's stirred up some stuff in your marriage. Maybe some of you ladies just feel like, ah, my man's made too many mistakes. Listen, there's a guy that sent his son. No matter what mistakes, we all fall short. We all sin. He's not casting any stone. I love the story of the prostitute that was laying on the ground and all the Pharisees were judging. But they all had to drop their stones when Jesus showed up. The same Jesus is here saying, no one's going to throw a stone at you. He's going to heal all bitterness, all rejection, all fear, both men and women. But if you don't know Jesus and you're like, you know what, I need to, I want to be redeemed. I want to be whole. I don't want to deal with this stuff anymore. Just give your life to Jesus. He'll show you the way. 
If that's you today, just raise your hand so I know who I'm praying for. Just raise your hand. I'm just going to let people wait. We had people in the first service that raised their hand. We prayed for them. You're not joining a religion. You're just saying, hey, I need Jesus. I need to be restored. I need to be redeemed. If that's you today, you can just raise your hand. I know I can't, the brights, lights are so bright. People are pointing their hands up everywhere, but you know who you are. So as I pray for you, I want you to come down because raising your hand doesn't get you into heaven. This gentleman right here has a book, which is the Bible, which I preached from today. He also has a book called Following Jesus, like the cliff notes, where to start, where to get equipped. I want you to come down because it's a decision in your heart. It's just a hard thing. Raise your hand. That isn't, it's not like, oh, I raised my hand. I'm in heaven. No, it's just a prayer in your heart. And I'm going to pray with you right now. We're all going to say the prayer, actually. And then afterwards, come meet just some of my team. I'll be down here. We want to pray with you. We want to seal that. We want you to know that you're worth fighting for because eternity's on the line. People take that. This isn't an insurance policy. I was probably the Christian that got saved just so I went to heaven. I didn't want to go to that other place. That's why I did it. But after I realized that there's power, that he's not just my savior that saved me from eternity without him, he's also my Lord and I can walk in this life with power. I can teach my kids to live in freedom, to have no fear, to chase after the God-sized dreams. That's what we're talking about. Being restored, you're not too old. Start whenever, God can redeem it all. Punish the thief. Let's all say this together. Those that made the decision or raised your hand or wanted to raise your hand, but I was talking too fast or you just wanted to get out of here. I get it. Let's say this prayer together. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sin. I repent today. I give you my heart and I thank you that I've been redeemed. I've been restored. Thank you for my healing. I give you my life. Let the rest of my life be the best of my life. In your mighty name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.